0: Hey, hey, welcome back to the Walking It Out podcast. I am so excited to dive in today to talk about the next step in growing closer with Jesus. I wanna say thank you for hopping on and listening and sharing with your friends. And I hope today impacts you in a way that truly changes your life. And I pray that God speak to you and that the Holy Spirit just use me as a tool in your life. Today we're going to be talking about the change that happens in your life when you allow the Holy Spirit to work in you and how you can apply that to your life and how you can hear the voice of God. James chapter 1 verses 22 through 25 say this, But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. Last episode, we talked about receiving the Holy Spirit. Today, we're going to talk about what happens next. Once you receive the Holy Spirit, know the love of God and love Him, what is the next step? After you decide, hey, I want to do this life aligned with Him, what is next? It's important to allow Him to do the work on the inside of you. But in order for that to happen, we must become disciplined in our walk with God. At first, it may not come easy or natural to us because we've been feeding our flesh and what it wants and not our spirit. And so we have to rewire the way that we work. And that's going to take some work. We have to, to stop listening to our flesh and then letting our soul and spirit do what it wants. But now we have to listen to our spirit and allow it to tell our souls and our flesh what to do. And this is going to take discipline. For an example, when you begin working out, you have to commit to it even when you don't feel like it. And then once you are disciplined in working out, It becomes natural, and it becomes a a desire in your heart. It's part of your lifestyle and day-to-day life. And when you don't work out, you desire to do it. You feel off, even if you don't feel like it. I remember at one point in my life saying, I wish that I could get to the point where I like working out, where it's just a part of my life and it's easy. And when I finally decided to put in the work and became disciplined, I received that desire. Take today as an example. I had to miss the gym twice recently, and I just knew that today, since I didn't have anything on my schedule, it was my routine to go back. But I did not feel like it. But I knew that I would feel better after. It was a part of my routine, and I knew my body needed it. Same thing if you cut out foods from your diet. It's hard at first, but after you have done it for a long time, then those foods don't even fuel you the same way. Your body most likely reacts bad to them when you do eat them again. That's what it's like when we begin to commit to praying and reading the Bible and just putting daily time aside for God. We begin to get into a routine, and then we have it as a desire in our hearts where when we don't meet with God or read his word that day, we miss it and we desire it. It becomes a part of our lifestyle. That's what we touched on last week. The Holy Spirit putting that desire in us. When we choose not to feed our spirit that day, then everything gets thrown off and we realize, oh man, I really need to talk to God. I need to set some time aside And I need to talk to God. That's what my body and my soul and my spirit is missing today. I heard this a few times recently, this analogy, of that if water without fish is still water, then fish without water is dead. And that same thing goes for us. God without us is still God. But... Us without God is nothing. It's dead. It's the whole sin leads to death. Our spirit needs God. And once we're walking daily with him is when we begin to hear the voice. The voice of God. It's usually not audible, but you just know. It's like a nudge from the Holy Spirit And we know it's him because at this point, we're connected to him. We know him. He will begin to show us some things about ourselves that he says, hey, let's change this. Let's do better in this area of your life. And it's one or two steps at a time. He will teach you and nudge you to be more like him. He will guide you as you begin to obey him. And this process of allowing God to work in you and change you to be more like him, is called sanctification. And I think a lot of times new believers think that when they are saved, that this all comes automatically and that things are easier to change now. And that's just not the truth. And I also think that new believers feel this pressure that they need to change all these things immediately in order to even be in right standing with God. And those thoughts may have even been put there by other Christians in our lives telling us that you need to change all these things. And that's just not true either. This process isn't going to happen in the snap of a finger. You do need to be open to changing from your ways or your wicked ways, as Jesus put it. But let's be honest. Some things about us are obvious. But other things about us are not. And we may say things like, oh man, I didn't even realize I was doing that. Or I didn't see the wrong in what I was doing there. Those are the things that God is going to help you work through and change because you have to have that desire to do it. Otherwise, you're just following the law, which may lead you to think that you have earned your relationship or your salvation, which the Bible clearly says is not earned by works. There is a perfect balance, and I think it's always important that we check ourselves. Am I doing this because I love God and I desire to be more like Him? Or am I doing this because I think that it will help me earn a better standing with Him and with other people? Same thing goes for not changing. Are you choosing to not change your ways because you think God is keeping you from a fun life or that your plans are better than His? Are you living selfishly and worshiping yourself? Or are you laying your life down for him? Matthew chapter 7 verses 1 and 2 Do not judge others and you will not be judged for you will be treated as you treat others. The standard that you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. It's important to know that we don't need to judge others. The Bible talks about this a lot, and I think that we get this all twisted up. And we do it a lot. But I want to say, when you do begin to change... Do not become prideful thinking that you are better than someone else. Instead, allow it to be a testimony for you and all glory to God and use it to help others who are where you once were. Help pull them up, but also realize sometimes they aren't there yet. God may be working on another area of their life right now, When we're close with people, where we can have that open dialogue with them and talk about our sins and things God has revealed to us or not, then in those circumstances, we can have some open conversations about what's going on. I just don't think Jesus would want us acting like a Pharisee on a high horse, shunning everyone who hasn't learned what we know. It's all about truth and grace. That's what Jesus did. In the story of the woman that was caught in adultery. In John chapter 8, it says As Jesus was speaking, the teachers of the religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something that they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer. So he stood up again and said, all right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, Neither do I. Go and sin no more. Jesus will reveal those faults to us with grace and understanding, but also with truth. He said, go and sin no more. You know what God will ask of you and has asked of you. And if you turn away and sin again, then you are directly disobeying God. And recently I heard it put very bluntly that who are we to think that we have time to obey God later? What does God have designed? What plan is there and who or what is waiting on the other side of our obedience? And also, how do we even know that we have tomorrow? We are not the timekeeper. He is. If we do mess up and sin again, recognize it. Repent and try again and keep trying. God knows your heart. He knows if you're truly trying to change something that he has asked you to change. Listen, as a mom, I fail every day. I mean every day. And I get up again and again and again. And I keep fighting. And I keep asking God to help me be better or correct those reactions that I have. We all have strongholds. But realizing that Jesus can break those is what will set us free because we aren't in bondage anymore. We won't be held down by this sin forever. Even God can use our weaknesses. It's all about God's will. Knowing God so we can allow him to use us, to impact others. That's why changing and having that desire to be more like him is so important, because people's souls hang in the balance of what we do with the life God has given us. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Jesus says, Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. If you have Jesus, if you know Jesus, And if you have the Holy Spirit, you do have the power to change. You do have the power to overcome. I know a lot of us walk through really hard seasons in our lives and that looks different for each of us. Each of us go through struggles that we don't talk about and each of us deal with pain that we don't talk about. But God knows every single struggle, every single pain, And he wants us to bring it to him, to allow him to give us the hope, to allow him to heal us, to change us, and to comfort us. And so today, you might be thinking, this is too hard to change. This is too much. I cannot do this. And you're right. You can't do it on your own. Without God, but with God, you can. And today I just want to pray this beautiful, special prayer over you if you're struggling in one area to change or you're having pain in your life in one area. I want to speak healing, hope, and encouragement over you. Lord, I come to you right now. And I pray for every person under the sound of my voice right now. They are struggling with strongholds. They're struggling with addiction. They're struggling with pain. They're struggling with unforgiveness. They're struggling with resentment. Lord, you know what they are struggling with. You know what is hard to change. You know the pain that they are going through, Lord, and you are our comforter You comfort us in pain. Lord, we come to you right now, and I just pray supernatural healing of the minds right now. That you heal us from our emotional pain, from our physical pain, Lord. I speak healing over everyone right now in the name of Jesus. And I pray that the enemy's attacks stop right now In the name of Jesus, we rebuke any attack that is coming our way. We rebuke these strongholds that have us down. We rebuke our minds and the lies that the enemy has told us that we can't change this area of our life. And I pray that your spirit fall upon us and tell us that you can do this with me. Lord, I pray that you give us hope, that you give us the strength to push through to the other side of this so that glory will be known for you, God, not for us, because we can't do these things on our own, but for you, God, for helping us in the times of need, for changing us, and for delivering us. In your mighty name, we pray these things. Amen. Thank you guys again for listening to another one of the Walking It Out podcast. And I pray that it's touched your life today. I pray that you have the strength and the encouragement to make changes and to truly live out this life that God's asked you to live. If you feel led to share this with somebody then share it with them. If you feel led to tell me a story of how this has impacted you, then you can email me or message me. I thank you so much for all the support and the prayers, and I just pray that God continue to use me as a tool to further the kingdom and to help you guys with things that he has taught me.